Hello and welcome to the Ice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Gallagher, along with my co-host, Ayano, and today our special guest is the legendary skating writer, Phil Hirsch, who worked nearly 30 years at the Chicago Tribune and has covered every Winter Olympics since 1980. Phil, how are you doing today? 皆さんこんにちは。アイスタイムポッドキャストへようこそ。ホストのジャックと共同ホストのあやのです。今日のスペシャルゲストはスケートライターのレジェンド、フィル・ハーシュさんです。彼は30年近くシカゴトリビューン紙で働いていて、1980年からすべての東京オリンピックを取材しています。フィル、今日はよろしくお願いします。I'm great. I just wish the weather would get a little warmer here in Chicago, Jack. We haven't had spring, let alone anything resembling summer. よろしくお願いします。もっとシカゴが暖かくなって春や夏が早く来てほしいと思っていますよ。Well, I wish I could give you sympathy, but it's been raining here for about three days straight and very unseasonably cool, so I can relate to you at least somewhat. こちらも3日間雨が続いていて、この時期に似合わず寒い日が続いているので気持ちがわかりますよ。Yeah, it feels like it's going to be figure skating weather the whole year around here. <laughs> こうなるとフィギュアスケートシーズンが1年間に伸びそうですね。はい、そう、フィル、right off the top、I'm sure that you've heard the news about Shoma and going to train with Etterdy in Russia。And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were about that and about Shoma skating in general over the past couple of years。それじゃあ、フィル、最初はこの話題から始めましょう。宇野昌磨選手はロシアのエテリコーチの下でトレーニングをするというニュースは聞いていますよね。このことについてどう思うか、またここ数年の宇野選手のスケートについての意見を聞かせてください。Well, I presume that's a temporary thing, right? Just for something over the summer? ええ、もちろん聞いています。でもこれは夏の期間だけの一時的なものですよね。Uh, no, he's left his Japanese coaches, Machiko Yamada and Mihoko Higuchi, and、um... He is、uh, in the market for a、uh, new coach, and、uh, according to my exclusive reporting, uh, uh, Etteri is a very serious candidate to be his, his permanent coach. He has been a very serious candidate to be his permanent coach. He has been a very serious candidate to be his permanent coach. He has been a very serious candidate to be his permanent coach. He has been a very serious candidate to be his permanent coach. He has been a very serious candidate to be his You know, he's not the only、uh, figure skater in the last couple of years to make a dramatic change,、uh, including one of Atari's、um, most famous skaters, Yevgenia Medvedeva.、Um, so, you know, is it,、uh, I be, I'm not shocked by anything anymore. Is it a little bit surprising? Yes. I mean, it, it takes him out of his comfort zone a bit.、Um, you know, Atari's never coached a, a, a top level male skater. Uh, whether that makes any difference or not, I don't know. I mean, you know, Brian Orser,、uh, obviously, a lot of Frank Carroll, I mean, on and on, great coaches. John Nix have coached both,、uh, uh, and, and some of the Japanese coaches have coached a lot of great male and female skaters, so it doesn't really make that much difference. But,、um, you know, Shoma, since 2018, actually, since the Olympic Long Program, which he began. You know, seven points behind Yuzu, who was otherworldly in the short program in, in Korea.、Um, he, he then botched two jumps. And could he have, you know, would, would that have been enough points to beat Yuzu in the free skate? It's hard to tell, but he certainly would have been closer. And he doesn't seem like he's been the same skater since then.、Uh, he had a lot of inconsistency jumping last year, you know, from beginning to end of the season, including. 
two botched quad flips at the World Championships. So, um, it, 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 which kept him from the podium for the first time in a few years. So, I mean, I just don't know what he, clearly he needs to do something that, that will get his jumps on a more solid footing. I watched him a couple of years ago, which actually was before the Olympic season in the summer, training here in, in the Chicago suburbs with Alex Arayashev, who was known as a jump specialist. Um, and they seem to get along really well. I mean, obviously, there was the community, you know, Alex is native language is Russian and, and Shomas is Japanese and they communicate in, in, uh, in figure skating basically, but they seem to get along well and watching him jump in practice. Now practice is, is just practice, but he seemed pretty consistent. So what his primary aim should be to find a coach who could get the kinks out of his jumping. Um, you know, could that be Alex, uh, uh, Alexi mission possibly, could that be someone like Tom Zakrychek in Colorado Springs? You know, he's who's been known as a jump specialist, possibly. I mean, it depends where Shoma feels most comfortable. Um, Moscow would be a very different environment. Um, it would be he'd be kind of an interesting person to be a top-level skater in that group with all of these, you know, uh, young girls from ages 12 to 16, 17 um, who are just setting the world on fire. He'd be kind of like their all their older brother of all, of all these little girls. So, yeah, it would certainly be a. Um, it, I give him uh, credit for considering the possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you should never shut your mind off to any possibilities. So he'll go there clearly, as you've reported, and have a tryout. And if he likes it, really likes it, he'll stay. And if he doesn't like it, he'll keep looking. それは間違いなく大きな変化ですね。彼のこの動きはここ数年の劇的な変化になるでしょうが、でもそれは彼だけじゃない。エテリコーチの最も有名なスケーター、エフゲニア・メドベジャワもそういった変化を起こしましたよね。だから私がどう思ったかってもう何にも衝撃ではありませんよ。でも驚いたそれはもちろんそうです。これまでの居心地のいい環境から抜け出すんですよ。でもエテリはこれまで男子のトップスケーターを輩出したことがありませんよね。それがコーチとして何か違いを生むかどうかは分かりませんけどもブライアン・オーサーはもちろんフランク・キャロルも偉大なコーチでしたしジョン・ニックも男女ともにトップスケーターを教えているそれに日本のコーチの何人かも男女問わず素晴らしいスケーターを生んでいるだからそんなに変わるものでもないかもしれない宇野昌磨は2018年のオリンピックではショートで異次元の滑りを見せた羽生結弦に7点差のところからフリーを滑って2つのジャンプをミスしてしまったもしあれがなければゆずに勝っていたかそれはわからないけどとにかくもっと僅差での結果になっていたのは間違いないですねそれで昭和はあれ以来昨シーズンはずっとジャンプの安定感に欠けるシーズンとなってしまった最初から最後まで世界選手権の2つのクワードフリップの失敗も含めてねそのせいでここ数年の大会で初めて表彰台を逃してしまっただから彼がジャンプの修正が必要なことは明らかだと思いますねオリンピックの前の夏にシカゴでジャンプスペシャリストのアレックス・オーリアシフトの合宿を見ましたショーマと彼はとても相性がいいように見えましたねもちろんアレックスはロシア人でショーマは日本人ですからコミュニケーション面での難しさはあったようですが彼らはフィギュアの言葉で意思疎通をしていたんですそれに彼のジャンプは練習ではもちろん練習はあくまで練習ですがでも練習ではとても安定しているように見えただから彼の第一目的は何かがねじれてしまった彼のジャンプを取り戻すことができるコーチを探すことでしょうね。それはアレックスなのか、アレックス・エミーシンなのか、可能性はありますよね。
それともジャンプスペシャリストと言われるコロラド・スプリングスのトム・ザカライセックもあり得るか、ショーモがどこにいるのが居心地がいいと感じるかによるでしょうね。モスクワはとてもこれまでの環境とは違いますよね。それに12歳から16、歳の世界を驚かせている女の子たちのグループの中に男子のトップスケーターとして加入するとなると、全員のお兄さん的存在になりますよね。それもまた興味深くもあります。そういった可能性を探り始めた彼のことを称賛しますよ。可能性を自ら閉じるべきでは絶対にありませんからね。彼はとにかく、ジャックのレポートにもあるように、とにかくエテリのチームに行ってトライアウトをするんです。彼がそこを好むか、それとも好まないか、彼自身も探っているんだと思いますよ。Yeah. And what, what is your opinion of Eteri as a coach? I mean, her results are pretty incredible. そうですね。エテリコーチについてのあなたの意見はどうですか彼女のこれまでの業績は素晴らしいものですが。You know, there's so much that's been said about her by people on the outside and people who have very little access to that training group except for that one film which you no longer can, can、um, get on YouTube it's been taken down where you know she seemed like The, the impression that I have gotten from afar, and the only fair thing that I can say is she's a dr- very, very demanding coach. And there were some things in that film about、uh, weighing skaters that, that、yeah. were a little bit disturbing because that, you know, that used to be a, an issue. It started as an issue in gymnastics here in the United States. And then、um, it, you know, gymnastics said you don't weigh your, your gymnasts anymore.、Um, And it's clearly an issue in skating as well because it leads to eating disorders. And, and、um, uh, you know, between disordered eating and all of the other things that go along with that, including anorexia, bulimia,、um, whatever. So, but, you know, everybody from the outside is judging her without knowing anything about what's really going on there.、Mm-hmm. And the skaters、um, within the camp,、uh, even Paulina Soskaya, who just retired,、um, was. You know, basically said she's a very demanding coach. Does she cross a line? That's not for me to say because、um, I'm not there.、Um, and, and, you know, is it possible she does? Yes, it's possible. Is it possible that this, these are just jealous critics? That's possible too. I know there are a lot of people in Russia who don't like her,、um, including other coaches. I've spoken to many of them.、Uh, could there be an element of jealousy in that? Absolutely. But, but one thing you can't fault is her results. Right. And you know, of all of the results, the one that strikes me the most、um, uh, was what she did with, with the, what happened with Zagitova this year. Because Zagitova was a hot mess most of the season, with the exception of the Grand Prix final, when she skated really well and, and Rika Kahira was just lights out, and, and so Rika won. But then she had a very bad Russian championships. Um, she did not do、uh, well, particularly well at Europeans.、Um, Losing to the, the, the least heralded of the Russians. And then, you know, there were stories, and there were stories that came out after World saying how, what a bad frame of mind she was in, how she thought about, you know,、uh, ending the season, withdrawing from Worlds. And then she went to Worlds and was just plain terrific.、Um, yes, Rika made mistakes that opened the door. Had Rika landed those triple axles, it might have been a different result. But the fact is that Alina skated wonderfully.、Um, and I think that. A, a coach who can get a skater back on his or her feet in the middle of a season of struggles deserves a great deal of credit. Now, I don't know whether that was、um, 
that was Daniel or or uh, or her other male assistant whose name is escaping me at the moment, or a Terry who did that, but somebody did it, um, and somebody got her to skate. Really helped. She did, obviously Alina did it on her own, but somebody got her in the frame of mind to be able to do what she did at the World Championships, which was one of her most impressive performances ever. And um, uh, you know, because I I I thought her uh, Olympic short program was great, and and her Olympic free skate was also very very good. Um, but I just think that if you have the ability to re-motivate uh, somebody who's, you know, Alina went through lots of stuff last year. She grew three inches at least. Mm-hmm. Um, her body began to fill out from that of a little girl to that of a young woman. She struggled with the jumps that had come so easily to her the year before. She, you know, she fell two and three times in competitions, and yet at the end of the year she was great. So I think you have to give a Terry some credit for that. If you're going to, you know, keep, keep criticizing her, and there are some people in the United States who were just criticize her relentlessly um, over and over and over again, and is some of that criticism justified? That's not for me to say because I'm not there. 彼女にアクセスできる人は非常に限られているので、外からいろいろと言われていますよね。以前は YouTube に彼女について知れる動画があったんですが、今は取り下げられてしまっています。僕が今公平に言えることがあるとしたら、彼女はとても要求の厳しいコーチであるということ。その動画の中では、彼女とスケーターの体重問題についてのことがありました。当時問題となっていましたから。今ではアメリカでも体操界でアスリートの体重問題は深刻になっています。体操界では選手にこれ以上強要してはいけないということになった。これはスケート界でも同じですよ。拒食症、過食症などの接触障害を呼び残すことになりますからね。でもエテリに関しては誰もが実際に何が起こっているかを知らないまま外からジャッジしてしまっているあのチームの中にいるスケーターたちも引退を表明したばかりのポリーナ・ツルスカヤも含めて彼女は厳しいコーチだとだけ言うエテリは一線を越えてしまっているのか私には分かりません実際に見ていませんからでもその可能性はある可能性はあるでしょうまたは嫉妬して周りがかきたてているその可能性もあるロシアで彼女のことをよく思わない人が多いことは知っています。他のコーチの中にもね。その中には間違いなく嫉妬の要素もあるでしょう。だけどどんなことがあったとしても彼女の実績を変えることはできない。最も印象的だったのは彼女が今年ザギトワにしたことですね。彼女は今シーズングランプリファイナルまではほとんど全てが良かった。グランプリファイナルもとてもいい滑りをしたんですが、キヒラリカが少し上を行って優勝した。でもその後のロシアナショナルでは非常に悪かった。ユーロ選手権でもあまり良くなかったですね。これは世界選手権が終わった後に聞いた話ですが、その時彼女の思考はとても悪い方に傾いてしまっていた。でも世界選手権では素晴らしい滑りでシーズンを終えましたよね。確かにリカもミスをした。彼女が2つのアクセルを降りていれば結果は違っていたかもしれない。でも現実にはアリーナは素晴らしい滑りを見せて優勝した。シーズンの途中に落ち込んでしまったスケーターをもう一度奮い立たせて調子を上げさせるというのはこれはすごいことですよ。もちろんそれはダニエルなのか名前を今失念しちゃいましたけどもう一人の男性コーチなのかそれともエテリなのか誰なのかはわからないけどとにかくチームの誰かではあるんです。誰かが傷ついたら手助けをする。アリーナがどう立ち直ったのかは定かではありませんが世界選手権での滑りはこれまでの中でも最も印象に残るパフォーマンスでした。そこまで彼女のマインドを持っていかせたオリンピックでのショートもフリーもとても素晴らしかった
そしてそこからモチベーションを維持させたこともやはり功績ですそれにアリーナは去年からたくさんのことがありましたよ去年から少なくとも8センチは背が伸びたんです少女から大人の女性の体に変化しているんですだからこれまでほどジャンプが簡単ではなくなり苦しんだんですだからきっといくつかの試合では失敗すると分かっていたんでしょうねそしてシーズンの最後には克服するとだから彼女を批評するとしてもそれらの功績を称える必要はあると思いますねアメリカには彼女を繰り返し批判する人もいますその批判は正当なのかそれは私には分かりませんね実際に見てはいませんから以前彼女はアメリカのいくつかの場所でかなり目立たないように指導していましたよね。それについて何か知っていますか no, I mean, there's, a, there's a great backstory there. Obviously, her daughter was born in the U.S. to,、uh, to someone named Davis、um, okay. as the father.、Uh, she was in Oklahoma City at the time of the bombing at the federal building、wow. in a hotel across the street. Um, she then banged around、uh, you know, in an old used car trying to make some money, coached like in Cincinnati, coached some other places.、Um, I had no knowledge of her in the United States. She was, totally, she was totally below the radar until Yuya Lipnitskaya came along. Right. 彼女は連盟のビルが爆破されたとき、オクランホマシティか道を挟んだホテルにいたらしいんです。それから彼女はヘーガンコーチのところに行ったり、シンシナティでコーチをしたりしていたようです。でもそのあたりのことについて私はほとんど知りません。ユリア・リプニツカヤが登場するまで、彼女はほとんど知られていませんでしたから。Interesting. Very interesting.、Uh, talk about a reversal of fortune, eh? じゃあ、すごい逆転劇だったんですね。Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, and she's obviously gone, gone back, and they, that club is very well funded. I mean, she just happened to hit the right moment, you know,、uh, after. So Russia gets the 2014 Olympics in 2007, and then、uh, they have a, a very bad results at the 2010 Winter Olympics, with the exception of,、um, of Pluchenko. And so all of a sudden, Putin says, we're going to throw a lot of money into figure skating. And The, the Sambo 70 Club gets funded very, very well. And all, you know, then Yulia comes along, who's a, a generational type skater, even though her career was sadly cut very short by injuries.、Uh, and, all, and now it carries on the map. And then, you know, it, it goes on from there. ロシアは2007年に2014年の冬季オリンピック開催が決定したんですが2010年のオリンピックではプルシェンコ以外は非常に残念な結果だっただから突然国家がフィギュアスケートに予算を大きく当て始めたんですそれでサンボ70クラブも非常に資金が充実したそれからユリアが登場して彼女のキャリアは怪我で非常に短い期間となりましたがその後もエテリは非常にいい地図を描き続けているんですね Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's,、uh, let's talk about Yuzu now. And、uh, Phil, we're three seasons away from Beijing 2022. Yuzu's had some injuries the past couple of years. I want to know if you think that he will be skating in Beijing in 2022. Now, let's talk about Hanyu Yuzuru. 
2022年の北京オリンピックまであと3シーズンとなりましたね彼はここ数年怪我に苦しんでいますが彼は2022年のオリンピックに出ると思いますか Oh, you know what? What I've learned from a distance with Yuzu and, and from closer up watching him is that never count him out. Never, never, never count him out. I mean, it would have been so easy. You know, we weren't, none of us were inside the situation at the cricket club to see you know, how, my, how exactly limited he was, when exactly he got on the ice back both the last two seasons. But, you, you know, the. I, I have no reason not to take them at their word for what, for they, what they said about how much time he, he lost. And then he came back, and he, was he lights out at the Olympics? No, he wasn't lights out, but he won.、Um, and、uh, was he lights out at the 2019 World Championships? No, he wasn't lights out, but he skated very, very respectably and finished second to just a, Nathan Chen, who was lights out. So my, I guess that's a roundabout way of saying, Jack, that. If Yuzu wants to compete at the 22 Olympics,、uh, short of everything but a broken leg, and maybe even including a broken leg, he'll be there.、Um, his will is just, from, you know, again, it's,、uh, this is just observing from a distance. His will is stunning. His competitive desire is stunning. I mean, his desire to push himself and to go not down in history, not only as a double Olympic champion and a, 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 with the world titles and the Grand Prix titles.、Uh, um, But to try to push the envelope technically is also stunning. I mean, to the point where it's almost self destructive. You know, the stuff with the quad LUTs, which of course led to the, to the injury at NHK.、Um, so that's my, my basic feeling about Yuzu over the last three years or four years, five, you know, since really since the 2014 Olympics, is that if he wants to do something, he will do it.、Yeah. Um, you know, barring some.、Uh, Catastrophic in the sense of career catastrophic type injury.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, clearly he's had injuries the last two seasons. And that's not, you know, that's not a, an encouraging track record. But he managed to get to the biggest competition of the year both seasons and skate well in it. Yuzu に関してこれまで学んできたことは決して常識で判断できないということですね。でもその質問への答えは簡単だと思いますよ。誰もクリケットクラブで内情を見ていないからこの数年どれだけ彼の時間が限られていてどれだけリンクで過ごしたかはわからないどれだけの時間が失われたのかわからない中でオリンピックに来て勝てると思われていなかったでも彼は優勝した2019年の世界選手権では優勝できなかったけれど非常にいい滑りをして優勝したネイサン・チェンに次ぐ2位になっただから僕が思うにもしもユズが2022年のオリンピックに出たいと思うならたとえ足を骨折していてもどんな悪条件があっても彼は出場するでしょうね遠くからしか見ることができないですがはっきり言えることは彼の意志は本当に強い競技にかける情熱も本当に強い自分自身を押し上げて歴史を作ろうというその意志オリンピック2連覇やグランプリファイナル金メダルというだけでなく技術を押し上げようという意志が素晴らしく強いその意志は自分の体を壊すほどですよ NHK でのクアドルッツでの怪我のようにね2014年のオリンピック以来彼の印象はとにかく何かをやりたいと思うなら彼はそれを成し遂げる人だということもちろん選手生命に関わるような怪我につながることはしないでしょうけどもここ2シーズンは確かに怪我をしています確かに成績にも響いている。だけどその2シーズンで両方とも一番大きな試合では素晴らしい滑りを見せているんです。Right, right, right.、Oh, good point, good point. 
Um, can, let's uh, let's talk about users coach Brian Orser uh, for a moment. You and Brian go back a long ways. You have a very good relationship with him. And um, I want to ask you a question that I've asked a few other people and get your answer. And that is, is Brian Orser a better coach than he was a skater? So, this is Yuzu no coach. Brian Orser needs to be a coach. I'm going to ask you a question that I've asked a few people. And I want to ask you a question that I've asked a few people. Is Brian Orser a better coach than he was a skater? Oh, Brian Orser was a great skater. You know, two Olympic silver medals and a world championship are pretty、uh, good achievements.、Um, Brian Orser is a fine coach. And you know, to say that one is better than the other, was he meant to be a coach? Clearly, he was meant to be a coach. I mean, because look at, you know, he, he,、uh, he took on、um, Yuna Kim in 2007,、uh, made her into a world champion by 2000, and helped, didn't make her, helped her become world champion in 2009, helped her become Olympic champion in 2010. Um, if you look at what, what、uh, the results were with, with、um, Yuzu, I mean, you know, in 2013, he, he's sort of on the radar as this up and coming skater. And then all of a sudden, the next year, he wins the Olympic Games. And,、um, and, and having other good, you know, Javi Fernandez, who, who、uh, was a great talent, but not, not a, the hardest worker at all times. And、um, look what he did with Javi. I mean, who would have ever expected a, a, a Spanish skater to win two world championships or, and however, you know, 18,000 European championships? So, I mean, he's a great coach and he was a very, very, very good skater.、Uh, he, you know, he was in an era when there were, he and, and Brian Boitano and, and Victor Petrango came along by, by 1988, and Scott Hamilton was there in 84. There was great competition. He finished second to, them, to that group twice at the Olympic Games.、Um, and, um, and actually, in, in Sarajevo, he won both the free skate and the short program, if my memory serves me,、uh, and lost because of compulsory figures.、Wow. So I, I, don't think, you know, I, I don't think that you could clearly say that he's a better coach than he was a skater. He was very good at both. Okay. Okay. I, and, you know, he, sort of act, he, he sort of got into the coaching accidentally when the end, you know, he was a show skater for all his years, and he realized that the end of that was coming. And、um, Unum was the, you know, he started, you know, just they asked him if the cricket club asked him if he wanted to take on a little bit of coaching. And then all of a sudden, Unum fell in his lap.、Um, Unbelievable. And, and, you know, when he had Unum, he knew of her potential, but nobody could have imagined that she would be what she was at the 2010 Olympics. Which is still, given the pressure on her from her own country,、mm. is still to me the greatest Olympic performance by a woman I've ever seen. Brian was a very good skater. He 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 was a very good skater. それにもちろん2010年のオリンピックでもユズとの結果に関しても2012年にチームに加入した時はまだ階段を上がる途中の選手だったのが突然翌年のオリンピックで優勝したそれに他にもたくさんのスケーターがいますねハビエル・フェルナンデスは素晴らしい才能を持っているがあまり練習熱心ではなかったでも彼がハビに教えることでそれまで誰も考えもしなかったスペイン選手の世界王者を生んだユーロチャンピオンもねだから彼は本当に偉大なコーチですよ。それにとても素晴らしいスケーターだった。ブライアン・ボイタノとビクトール・ペトレンコと共に1988年
オリンピックの表彰台に上った84年にはスコット・ハミルトンとも素晴らしい試合でしたよ彼はどちらのオリンピックも2位で終えた私の記憶が正しければサラエボの時はショートもフリーも彼が1位だったがコンパルソリーで後陣を廃しただからはっきりとどちらがいいとは言えないですね彼はどちらも素晴らしい彼は実は競技を引退してショースケーターをしていた時コーチをする気はあまりなかったらしいだけどユナがコーチをしてほしいと言ってきてクリケットクラブに入ることになり彼のコーチとしての才能が開花した彼もユナのポテンシャルを知っていたけど他には誰も2010年のオリンピックで彼女が勝つとは思っていなかった当時の母国からのプレッシャーを考えればあれは私が見た中で最も素晴らしいオリンピックパフォーマンスですよ Interesting. Interesting.、Uh, speaking of which,、uh, one, more qu- one more thing about Yuzu. He,、uh, his 2017 free skate in Helsinki at the Worlds, you were there for that. Where does that rank on your list of all time great skates? He's a very good person. More than Yuzu, he can't stay in Helsinki. He's a very good person. 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 Boy, that, it's certainly on the, you know, it's certainly in the top five. Um, it's hard for me to, to、uh, you know, I still I go back over and over again to Brian Boitano's Olympic skate, free skate in 88,、um, which should have swept the judges nine to nothing. And because of all of finag- backroom finagling, won by only one tenth of one point on one judge's scorecard.、Um, I want, 25 years later, they showed that program at the U.S. figure skating championships on the, on the big screen.、Mm-hmm. And my only reaction, you know, 25 years later, which was, was 2013, which was before quad, the quad revolution really took root in the sport, because、um, it's been really since 2014 that the quads have, have dominated the sport. But if you looked at that performance that he did in, in 1988, he could, you could have put that out again in 2013, and it still would have been maybe a top six performance. It was that good. Um, so, the, you know, there's that. Javi Fernandez in Boston in, in 2016 was one of the great things I've ever seen.、Um, you know, Yuzu in 2017 was just the. You know, Yuzu has had better whole performances, but probably not a better free skate than that one. And, you know, because, I mean, the, the, the year in I, 2015, I guess it was, when he was just unbelievable at NHK and then unbelievable two weeks later at the Grand Prix final. Right. Those are probably his two greatest two performances in the same competition. But that one in Helsinki was memorable. It was just so, there was, you know,、uh, it was artistically perfect. He had all of the jumps were there.、Um, it was a great performance. It certainly would be, you know, it's hard again. You're comparing definitely apples and oranges or axles and quads, and which makes it hard. You know, it's, when I wrote the story in, in Korea, is Yuzu the greatest ever? I try to make it clear as how difficult it is to compare across eras. Um, for a number of reasons. One, because the technical difficulty has gone up so, to such a degree. Two, because the, the breadth of the competition is wider. But, I mean, you know, a skater like Dick Button utterly dominated his era. Now, it's harder for a skater because of what they're being asked to do, it's harder for a skater to dominate.、Mm-hmm. I mean, there are no compulsory figures to prop you up.、Um, the, you know, you fall on a jump, you're going to be badly penalized for it. So、uh, it's very, very hard for, for、um, a skater to dominate the way that people did in earlier eras. But that's what, you know, is Yuzu the greatest of all time? He certainly at moments has skated like the greatest of all time. And, he, and when, when his career ends, 
he will be forever in the discussion about the greatest of all time, and that that alone is an achievement. Um, uh, you know, you just can't take away what he's done. And again, adding that, if you had told me after the, you know when he didn't skate and didn't skate and didn't skate that he would come to the Olympics and do that short program, I would have said you're crazy. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But that's what that's what strikes me about him more than anything. There is underneath that very seemingly gentle exterior, there is a fierce fire about wanting to do my best to win, to push the sport, to be a memorable skater. And and um, you you just that 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 is what has separated him from everybody else in my mind. He's he's a great artist. He's a great jumper, but he's got this just unbelievable internal desire. あれは間違いなくトップ5には入りますね。だけどそれは難しい質問だ。いつでも88年オリンピックでのブライアンボイタノのフリーを思い出すんですよ。あれは満場一致の満点のはずだったのに、あとほんの少しの音楽性が足りなかったのか、一人のジャッジだけだった。それが25年後のアメリカのナショナル大会で。ビッグスクリーンにあの演技が映し出されたんですよ。あれは2013年で、2014年から始まるクワド祭りが本格的になる前だった。だけどその2013年に、あの1988年の滑りを見ても、あれは通用するものでしたよ。きっとあの時の選手に混じってもトップ6には入るぐらいのパフォーマンスでした。それから2016年のボストンでのハビエル・フェルナンデスも素晴らしかった。2017年のユズは全体のパフォーマンスでは勝っていたけど、おそらくフリーだけを見るとそうではなかった。だけど2015年の NHK はもう信じられないほどでしたね。それから2週間後のグランプリファイナルでも、あれがおそらく彼の2つ揃えた素晴らしい試合だったと思いますよ。だけどヘルシンキのフリーも強く記憶に残っています。芸術的に完璧だった。ジャンプもすべて決めた。素晴らしいパフォーマンスで、だからなんというか。すごく難しいことですよ。パフォーマンスを比べるというのは。それはリンゴとみかんを比べたり、アクセルとクワドのどちらが難しいかを比べるようなものだ。だから韓国でのことを記事にするときは、時代を超えて過去と比べるのはどれだけ難しいかということをはっきりと書いたはずです。それにはいくつもの理由があります。技術的な難易度はとても高くなっているし、試合の幅も広がっている。過去を見ると、例えばディックバトンは完全にあの時代を支配していた。だけど今の時代のスケーターにそれを求めるのは大変酷でしょう。今は基礎となるコンパルソリーもないですしね。ジャンプを失敗してしまえば大きな減点となる。だから過去のように時代を支配するといったことは今のスケーターには非常に難しいのです。だけどそれでも。ユズは過去のどの時代を見ても最高のスケーターと言える。彼は間違いなく。すべての時代で最高だと言われる瞬間がいくつもありましたし、いずれ引退した後には、フィギュアスケート史上最も偉大なスケーターは誰かという議論の中で永遠に語り継がれるでしょうね。それは結果だけではありません。結果に加えて、彼が長く滑らずにオリンピックに行き、そしてあのショートプログラムを見せたと言ったら、クレイジーだと言わざるを得ないでしょうね。あのことが他の何よりも僕を引きつけるんです。穏やかに見える顔の下の情熱、勝ちたい、自分のベストを尽くしてスポーツを押し上げたい、歴史を作りたいというあの情熱が私の中で彼を他の選手とは違うものにしているんです。彼は偉大なアーティストで、そしてジャンパーだ。そして彼の内なる情熱は本当に信じがたいものがある。Right. 
Well put, well put. Now, uh, let me ask you uh, about another Japanese skater, and uh, this was a big surprise to us around this time last summer, and that was the return of Daisuke Takahashi. What, uh, what did you think of that development, and maybe if you saw some of his skates uh, on video? すばらしい意見ですね。他の日本人スケーターの話も聞かせてください。去年の夏には高橋大輔さんが復帰するということで非常に大きな話題になりました。それに関してはどう思いますか？いくつか復帰後のパフォーマンスを見たのでしょうか
彼は今や非常に著名な振付師ですが彼の滑りは人の歩みを止めて見入らせる私たちはもちろん素晴らしいクワドジャンプを見るために立ち止まりますだけどミーシャは4分半今では4分ですがその間ずっと観客を引き込み続けるのですそれが大輔にも言えるみんな立ち止まって大輔のプログラムを全て見るまで動けなくなるたとえいくつかミスをしたとしてもねここ数年で感じたのですがプログラムの序盤でジャンプミスがあると見ているこちらの集中も途切れがちになってしまうだけど大輔はそれを超えて人を引きつけ続ける何かがあるんです OK Um, now,、uh, speaking of the、uh, cut in the time from 4 minutes and 30 seconds to 4 minutes, what, did you think that had an impact、uh, last season and your general thought about that development? Ima, Scotch, you have a question about the development of the c h a t it was going to be more of a challenge for people.、Um, in, in a way,、uh, taking out the one jumping pass, had, I think. Cleared a little bit of space, although the one jumping pass only takes seven or eight, or maybe let's say maximum 15 seconds for setup, jump, and run out and movement on to the next element. You know, I didn't think it made as much difference as I thought it was going to. What was interesting to me over the course of the season,、um, in, particularly watching Victor,、uh, Vincent, excuse me, Vincent Joe,、mm-hmm. was、um, at the World Team Trophy, I think it was, he did only three quadruple jumps. And skated、right. really, really, really well.、Right. And I'm, I'm just wondering,、um, you know, it's great that Nathan and Yuzu and these guys have done all these quadruple jumps, but you also begin to see. I mean, Nathan said to me many years ago, when I did a big story about his ballet training a couple of years ago, Nathan said to me that、um, in many ways he was a better artist when he was 11 and 12 years old because he didn't have to do as much stuff. So. Taking out that extra, the extra 30 seconds also took some, it may have taken out one jump, it also took some time to, out to breathe.、Um, I guess I've reached the point where, as, as odd as I am by the athletic ability that goes into these quadruple jumps, I would prefer there be more time to, to breathe.、Right. Um, and I, I don't think that, that、um, taking the bonus out of the second half was, was necessary, you know, the whole idea of a balanced program. I don't think that that made that much difference.、Um, I don't think it was necessary. I mean, how many women really did it? Alina did it at the Olympic Games, and people criticized her for, for it. And I said, you know, she's got a gold medal hanging around her neck, and probably she won that gold medal because of those bonus points. And, and despite all of the talk and figure skating about artistry, they give out medals, and the idea is to win them.、Um, so. I guess that the, the, the shaving the program, is, you know, actually in, in pairs, I'm sort of glad they shaved the program because I, you, you, you would see so many pairs performances because that is so hard to do. You would see so many pairs performances fall apart at the end. Right.、Um, and, and be very obviously,、uh, because they didn't have bonuses, they were very heavily front loaded with all the elements. And the last time, they, people were just trying to stand on their feet, which is. I, I can't imagine being a pair skater. It's, the, it's so athletically challenging and so just physically difficult that、um, I think that helped pair skating as well. I mean, you saw throughout the year, unfortunately, they had a bad world championships, but、uh, Vanessa James and Morgan C. Prey were, were brilliant. The Chinese came back and they were just awesome.、Um, the level of pairs in the world has, has gotten better. Over, over the last five or six years, and we really began to see that in Finland in 
I'm I'm not answering your question, but <laughs> but I guess I, I didn't think that the 30 seconds coming out would uh, had as much impact as I thought it was going to. Um, the guys are still doing the difficult quads. You know, would maybe would would it not be a bad idea to limit it to four quads? Maybe it would be. I mean, I know that there's this t- constant tension about athletics and artistry and pushing the sport forward as opposed to holding somebody back. But, you know, maybe if, if um, you only did uh, four quads, maybe that's when someone would do a quad axle. Right. Um, so you'd still get the sport pushed forward. Mm. Uh, what's interesting is that, on the, you know, now, of course, it's going to just go completely wild on the women's side with these Russian juniors moving up next season. Yeah. 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 まあ、予備動作、ジャンプ、着氷を含めても長くても15秒ですよ。それで次の要素へ入っていく。それほど大きな違いにはならないとも思っていたんですが、ヴィンセント・ジョーの国別対抗戦の滑りを見て、とても興味深く思いましたね。彼はクワードを3本だけ飛んだんですが、他は本当に本当に本当に素晴らしいスケートを見せてくれた。ネイさんやユズがあれだけのクワードジャンプを飛ぶことはすごいと思いますよ。だけど、ネイさんが以前に言っていたことがあるんです。私が彼のバレエについての大きな記事を書こうとした数年前に自分は11歳か12歳のそれほど多くのエレメンツがない頃の方がいいアーティストだったとこう言ったんですねだからこの30秒の違いというのはジャンプを一つ減らしたのと同時に息をする時間も取り去ってしまった僕としてはクワドジャンプ1本よりもこの息をつく時間ということの方が大事に思うんですねそれに後半のジャンプボーナスを取りすぎないためにバランスを取る精度というのもあまり意味がないように思うアリーナがオリンピックでやったような戦略をどれだけの実戦士がやっていますかそれにみんなそのことでアリーナを批判していたそれでも彼女はオリンピックで金メダルを首にかけたしあのボーナスポイントがあったからこそ勝てたんだと思いますフィギュアスケートの芸術性の話を知り身にメダルを渡したんですだからプログラムを削るということはペアにとってこそ意味があると思いますペアの競技を見ればわかると思いますが、多くのペアが最後で崩れている。ペアでは後半のボーナスがありませんから、序盤に大技を持ってきて、プログラムの最後ではただ立つだけでも大変という状態なのです。ペアスケーターというのは想像を絶しますよ。だからアスリートとして挑戦的ですよね。身体的にきつい。ペアでは助けになるでしょうけどもね。シーズンを通してみると、世界選手権では残念でしたが、バネッサ・ジェームズとモルガンが素晴らしかった。中国人ペアが王者に返り咲いたんですが世界のペア競技のレベルはこの56年で非常に上がってきていますね2017年のヘルシンキでそれをはっきりと見ることができましたよえっ、ー、とあなたの質問への答えにはなっていないんですがでもこの30秒の変更というのは思っていた通り大きなインパクトになったようです男子はそれでもたくさんのクワードを飛ぶのでもしかしたらクワードは4本までと決めるのも悪いアイデアではないかもしれない技術的、芸術的にスポーツを進化させ、交代させまいとする動きは常にあるのです。だけどもしクワドが4本までと決められたら、きっと誰かがクワドアクセルをやってくるでしょうね。そうして他の道でスポーツを押し上げていく。面白いのは、皆さんご存知の通り、あのロシアジュニアたちが来シーズンはシニアに上がってくることです。さーてどうなるか。Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Hey,、uh, talking about Nathan,、uh, Nathan is,、uh, as most people know, a student at your alma mater at Yale University. And I'm just wondering、uh, how much longer you envision 
him uh, heading into 2022, how long do you think he will be able to balance school and skating? Will he be able to do it all the way up until the Olympic season, or do you think he's going to pull back before that?
if you had told me in um, even after he started, even after nationals when he skated really well, if you had told me then that he would do that at the World Championships, I would have said you're dreaming. Um, but clearly, there's again like Yuzu. He's able to pull something out. I mean, he had the you know he had those two bad short programs at the Olympics. I think he got a little bit overwhelmed, but then came back with a great free skate. I understand there was no pressure on him at that point, um, and you know he's he's unbeaten. Yeah, he's sort of where Yuzu was a couple of years before about being unbeaten for two seasons. Right. Um, uh, so that's if I were advising Nathan, and I'm not, <laughs> I would uh, I would say to you say to Nathan. Try it one more year full time at Yale and see what happens. Um, and uh, and if it, if it works out, you know, even if you don't win another world title, if you but if you skate well and finish second, um, you know, the ice is slippery. Things happen. Um, I would say that then you should start to think about taking time off. I know Vincent Joe, who I never really formally announced that he's going to Brown, that I know of, but he is uh, he is going to Brown. Um, is likely to defer the whole process a year, which I I, I kind of can't understand that, um, because it's going to mean he'll defer it for more than a year because of you know then you're going to run into the Olympic year. Right. Um, it's you know they're not in recent years there have not been a lot of elite skaters who've managed to go through college and do well in skating. Um, Paul Wiley's best results came when he was on break from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe he was even out of Harvard, maybe by 1992 when he won the Olympic silver medal. Uh, Debbie Thomas, who was at Stanford for a while and then left, uh, didn't, um, you know, had a very difficult, demanding challenge. Uh, Rachel Flatt went to Stanford. Of course, by that time her career was had already was beginning to, to descend. And again, she was not the same skater that that she was because uh, in a lot of those cases it's just hard to find ice time. Um, and Nathan has been, you know, first of all, Connecticut is a part of the country where there are a million ice rinks. So there are, you know, within a half an hour drive of him, there are three ice rinks plus the Yale rink. So at least getting ice time is not that big of an issue for him. 間違いなく大学に戻るでしょうね。先日、NBC スポーツの同僚で著名なスケートライターのレイチェル・ルッツに彼がついに語ったことなんですが、彼は秋には大学に戻るそうですよ。去年彼はスケートをしながら大学の通常授業を受けるというチャレンジをしたそのためにスケートのスケジュールをフルタイムのトレーニングから調整した以前彼の一日はフィギュアスケートのために全て使われていたそしてその後の自由時間でオンライン講座やその他のことをこなしていたでも今は学業とフィギュアの両方でバランスをとる必要があるこれに関してイエール大学は非常によく協力していると思いますよ男女のホッケーや他のこともあるのに彼のためにリンクの時間を確保しているだけど最初はやはり手こずったようですねシーズン序盤に確かジャパンオープンで日本に行った時の滑りはひどかった彼はその後も準備が整っていないクワドジャンプを飛び続けたそれを見た誰もがなんてことだ彼はスケートの時間が取れていない彼の行く先は真っ暗だと思っただけどシーズンが進みおそらくグランプリファイナルで彼が完全にリズムを手に入れたと分かりましたね。どうやって時間を使うか、どうやって最大効果の出るトレーニングをするか、またずっとトレーニング付けでないということも逆に良かったのかもしれない。ちょっと遠回りな言い方になるかもしれないけど、来年このやり方を変えるか、なぜうまくいっているやり方を変える必要があるんでしょう。レイチェルには確か秋には学校に戻ると話していましたよ。
ただラファエルはもっと自分の元にいる時間を増やすべきだと言っていたようですがもし私が姉さんだとしたら少なくとももう一年はうまくいってやり方を試すでしょうそしてその後に休暇を取るかなここで問題なのがイエール大学は3セメスター連続で休暇を与えたことはないんですもしそれが姉さんにも当てはまるとしたら来シーズンの秋ではなくその次のシーズンの秋に行かなければいけないイエールは間違いなく彼に練習時間を与えていますそれに彼自身もスケートのことを考えない時間を持って同世代の人たちと過ごす時間を持てることがいいと話していましたもちろん彼はカリフォルニアのリンクでたくさんの友人がいますマライア・ベルやその彼氏ロマン・ポンサールそれに今は引退していますがアシュリー・ワグナーやアダム・リッポンも彼はみんな同じチームですだけどネイさんは今同世代の友人同世代で他の分野で活躍している人たちに囲まれているのですそれらすべてのことが良かったんでしょうねもちろん簡単ではないもしも世界選手権の結果を過去の私が聞いたらそれが素晴らしい滑りを見せたアメリカナショナルの後だったとしても君は夢を見ていると言ったでしょうねだけど彼はゆずのように成し遂げられる人ですオリンピックのショートでは魔物に負けたのかひどいショートでしただけどその後素晴らしいフリーを見せたもうあの時点ではプレッシャーもなかったでしょうしね彼は今2シーズンほど前のゆずのように無敵の状態なのですだからもし姉さんにアドバイスすることがあるとしたらまあそんなことはないんですけどもしあるとしたらもう一年やってみるように言うでしょうねフルタイムでイエールの学生をしてどうなるか見てみるようにするもしうまくいくか世界タイトルを取れなかったとしてもよく滑って2位になったとしたら少し休む時間を取るように言うでしょうね一方でヴィンセント・ジョーはまだ正式にブラウン大学に入学したとの発表はないんですが彼は大学への進学を1年遅らせるようですただこれはちょっと理解しがたくて1年遅らせるということは次はオリンピックイヤーになってしまうここしばらくの間トップスケーターの学業との両立はあまりうまくいっていませんポール・ワイリーの自己ベストはハーバードを辞めた後ですしそれ以前の1992年のオリンピックで銀メダルを取った時もすでに辞めていたかもしれないデビー・トーマスはスタンフォードにしばらく行っていましたがその後退学し非常に難しいチャレンジを行ったレイチェル・フラットもスタンフォードへ行きましたがそれはすでにキャリアが下降し始めてからでしたそれ以降は彼女は同じスケーターとは思えないようになってしまった多くの場合はオンアイストレーニングの時間の確保が問題となりますところがネイさんの場合まずコネチカットという場所がとてもたくさんアイスリンクがある場所ですだから30分車を走らせれば3つのアイスリンクとイエール大学のリンクがあるんですだからリンクにいる時間の確保という意味ではそこまで大きな問題ではないのでしょう Interesting. Okay,、uh, Phil, let me ask you this.、Um, the level of popularity of skating in the States now is not where it was in the halcyon days of the 1990s. And when do you trace the decline from? And、uh, is there any hope that、uh, the level will go back up anytime soon? Narodo. Phil, now America de no skate ninkiwa, 90 nen dai no koro toa o kik chigai mas yo ne. いつからその人気に限りが出たのか、そしてその人気はすぐに回復するかどうか、どう思いますか Um, you can trace the decline,、uh, even though, again, I, 
when, when, let me just do a bit of history here. I have never been an adamant, you know, what a crazy idea opponent of the international judging system. I thought it was worth trying. I think it's been, it's been, re, re, there's an old, there's a Latin expression, reducto ad absurdio. I think that's where it, where it's reached. And I think a lot of people, the casual person who turns on television and, you know, you know, those of us who cover the sport have a hard time understanding this thing. Uh, all at all times, and you need a computer. And and um, God bless Jackie Wong sitting alongside of me some of the time because he's the smartest damn person I know <laughs> in skating. And um, he, you know, he can figure all this math out in his head. So there's been a degree of that. Um, I don't think that the Salt Lake Pairs controversy had anything to do with anything. I don't think that the idea that judging was fixed or, or wasn't fixed. I've always thought and will think till the day I die that the right Russians deserve that gold medal. I don't think that that has had the impact. The biggest thing that there is not in the United States now is a great women's skater. So you can look back to 2006 when Michelle went to the Olympics and then had to withdraw because of the injury. Um, and Sasha, you know, could have easily won that gold medal and didn't. Um, and Kimmy Meisner won that 2006 World Championships, and that was the apogee of her career. And then you went all the way till 2016 before Ashley Wagner won a medal at Worlds. No U.S. woman. That's the only medal at the World Championships for uh, in individual singles for a U.S. woman since Sasha and and Kimmy won medals at the Worlds in 2006. This is in the United States. Um, when figure skating was its most popular, it's always been driven by its great women skaters. I mean, Brian Boitano and Scott Hamilton are, are very popular skaters in the United States and very well-known skaters in the United States. Um, although, again, I wonder how much they're still known outside of the skating community. But it's always been, you know, Tenley to Carol to Peggy to Dorothy to Christy, to Michelle. And Michelle was there for so long, um, you know, starting with that, uh, starting with, you know, being the alternate to the 94 Olympic team and then winning the world championships in 96 in, in one of the greatest two-person world championship battles I've ever seen between her and, and Chen Lu, and then winning four more world championships and nine U.S. championships. And, and the, the way she, she carried herself, um, the way she carried herself in Nagano when she lost to, to Lipinski, and I, I, again, I've always thought that was the right decision. Um, uh, you know, not a single whine, not a single complaint, not a single anything. I mean, people loved Michelle Kwan was probably as much as people, you know, like Dorothy and like Peggy and all. Michelle Kwan was probably the single most respected skater in the history of U.S. women's skating. So when she leaves in 2006. Um, all of a sudden, everything is changing. The scoring system's changing. The personnel are changing. Uh, a 10-year period in which Michelle was, was the, the bell cow for U.S. figure skating um, is over. And, and they've never regained that. Uh, and, and then in the, in the interim, what happens is you have the rise of these Russian girls, and then uh, the rise, uh, you know, you you had to, obviously um, Mao Asada was there for a long time, uh, and now there's a whole second crop of. It, it's been kind of interesting because you went from Yuka Sato as the '94 World Championship, and then there was a bit of a drought, and then Shizuka after her horrible 2004 World Championships, uh, I'm sorry, 2005 World Championships, surprised us all by winning the Olympic Games, and then there was another little 
then Mao was now beginning to rise, and she was kind of the she was the, Mao was the Michelle of Japanese women skating for a while, and now you've got this whole new crop coming in with uh, you know, and I don't know Rika Kahira at all, but she seems like an unbelievably personable young woman. Uh, it's you just watch her smile when she competes, and so you've got um, you've got winners for people to watch i mean would japanese figure skating be as popular uh if you know that you were getting lots of thirds and seconds no it became popular because someone like shizuka came along and won the olympic gold medal because mao was such an extraordinary skater and because of all of what mao went through with her mom dying and and uh the horrible disappointment of the 2014 olympic short program and then coming back to deliver that that tear inducing free skate um, and, you know, her great performances in Vancouver when the only person out there who could have beat her did beat her. Right. Uh, so that you need someone that, that people look at. Mm. And then, of course, Yuzu comes on the scene, and now you've got a whole... I mean, Yuzu's popularity is, is probably unprecedented in the history of the sport. Um, Agreed. Uh, uh, because he's, so, he's globally popular. Yeah. And it's not just Japanese fans traveling. It, there's something about him that cap. He seems like the most, you know, again, it's, you've got this, in, this fierce desire. And then on the other side, he seems like the most vulnerable 23-year-old you could ever imagine. So you look at the people like the, you know, and on the one side, you want to protect him. And on the other side, you're in awe of how, what a fierce competitor he is. So a lot of these things have happened, which has pushed figure skating on the United States off of the, uh, front page of sports sections and then now and then the, the, of course the other big factor is the problems with newspapers the differences the the incredible saturation of of sports um availability for people um so figure skating has gone from being at least every four years a a major sport in the united states for a brief period of time and and from you know way back when it was a kind of a major sport even in the non period to now to and then it went to become a minor major sport and then a major minor sport and now it's a minor minor sport because there's just you know it's too much else for people to watch and of course the other factor that that those in the United, outside the United States don't understand very well is university sports particularly men's basketball and men's football command so much attention. Um, and you can watch every game of, uh, at all times, and, and there's just not that much viewing envelope left um, for people. And it, be, by not having had a star that you could constantly look to, it's made it even harder for the interest to maintain. That's a long roundabout answer, but I hope you, you got what you wanted out of it.僕はジャッジシステムの変更については反対していません。試す価値があると思います。表現をジャッジする不条理を減らすためには必要なことでしょう。誰でもテレビをつけて見ることがありますが、私たちにも理解に苦しむことがよくある。だからジャッジをするため
2006年にミシェルがオリンピックを怪我のため欠場してサーシャが金メダルを取りキミー・マイズナーがその時しの世界選手権で優勝したあれが彼女のキャリアのピークでしたねそこから次の世界選手権メダルは2016年のアシュリー・ワグナーまでないんです2006年のサーシャとケミー以降それまでアメリカの女子シングル選手でメダルを取っていないフィギュアスケートはいつでも女子選手の人気で競技自体の人気が左右されるもちろんブライアン・ボイタノやスコット・ハミルトンはアメリカでよく知られたスケーターですだけど彼らがスケートコミュニティの外でどれだけ知られているかは疑問符がつくだけど女子ではいつもテンリーがいてキャロルがいてペギーがいてドロシーがいてクリスティがいてミシェルがいたミシェルは非常に長くフィギュアの人気を引っ張った94年のワールドチーム入りから始まって96年には世界女王になったあれはチェンルートの戦いで素晴らしかったんですがそれから4つの世界選手権と9つのアメリカナショナルで優勝したそして彼女は長野オリンピックでタラリピンスキーに敗北したのです今思ってもあの決断は正しかった結果がどうこうでなく人々はミシェル・クワンを愛していたんですドロシーやペギーがそうであったようにミシェルは2006年に引退しておそらくアメリカの女子スケーター史上で最も尊敬される人でしょうねそれからいろんなことが一気に変わってしまったジャッジシステムも人事も10年区切りで変わりアメリカが独占していたフィギュアが終わったそれから何が起こったかというとロシア女子の流星ですそして浅田真央も長い期間頂点にいた94年の世界選手権は佐藤由香が優勝していますがその後は少し間が空いて2004年の世界選手権で静香が優勝し2006年のオリンピックで優勝してみんなを驚かせたそれから小さな真央が大きな動きを見せ始め真央は日本にとってのミシェル・クワンだったそしてその後も新しい選手が続々と現れている紀平梨花はまだ本当に若い選手だし見ていて笑顔になる選手ですねとにかく日本はそうやって常に勝てる選手がいるだから日本でのフィギュア人気も高いのでしょうもしこれが銀銅メダルを獲得する人たちばかりだったらそうではなくて静香がオリンピックで優勝したから真央が並外れたスケーターだからでしょうそれに彼女が母の死を乗り越えて素晴らしいパフォーマンスを見せてくれた2014年のオリンピックのショートでは非常にショッキングな滑りでしたがフリーでのあの復活は涙を誘うものでしたそしてバンクーバーでも素晴らしい滑りでしたたった一人彼女に勝つことができる人が結果的に勝ちましたがだからつまり常に尊敬できる人が必要なのですゆずももちろんその中の一人ゆずの人気というのはおそらくフィギュアの歴史でこれまでにないようなもので一つの国に収まらず世界中から本当に愛されている日本人だけでなくどこの国の人にとっても彼の中には激しい情熱をかきたてるものがあるその一方で彼は想像できる限りで最も傷つきやすい23歳でもあるだからこういう人を見ると一方で守りたいとも思うしその一方でなんてすごい選手なんだと畏敬の念を抱くそういった多くのことが起こってアメリカ国内でのスポーツの中からフィギュアスケート人気が落ちてしまったんですもう一つの大きな要因は新聞の問題です今ではあまりに多くの情報に人々が簡単に触れることができるため4年に一度の短い期間ではアメリカでもメジャーのスポーツになりますがその期間が終わればマイナーメジャースポーツになりそれからメジャーマイナースポーツになり今ではマイナーマイナースポーツです今や近くで見ることができるものがあまりに多いアメリカ国外ではあまり理解されないことでは学生スポーツがあります特に男子バスケットボール男子フットボールが非常に高い人気を誇っている
、それらはいつでもすべてのゲームを見ることができる。常に見られるわけでもなく、見続けたいと思うスターが常にいるわけでもない。そうなると、人気を維持するのはとても大変です。非常に長い回答になりましたが、質問の答えになっていると嬉しいですね。No, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree. Now, Phil, uh, uh... Uh, a few years ago, you said something, and I want to ask you about this. You said that you think every major skating championship should be in Japan for the foreseeable future. Do you still feel that way? Yes, I'm sure I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Better than anybody else.、Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to throw out the crazies on social media for the, for the purposes of this discussion. I'm looking at what I've seen from Japanese fans in, at the Boston World Championships, at the Helsinki World Championships, at the Olympic Games, although there weren't as many as there were at some of those World Championships. They're great to all the skaters, they applaud everybody. Um, sure, do they want Yuzu to win? Do they want Rika to win? Sure, that you'd be crazy not, unless you happen to, have, for, for some reason, you happen to have, have uh, uh, fallen in love with a, a skater from a different country. But the sportsmanship level that they've shown in, in the arenas that I've been in has been so stunning, and the, the numbers that they turn out in is so stunning that I understand that you risk,、uh, you, risk you know. Turning it into a one country sport. And maybe, maybe you know, now you should think of、uh, more world championships in Russia. Because that's, where is the sport most popular now? It's Japan by,、uh, by light years, and Russia probably number two,、um, if you look at how ice shows are doing in,、uh, in Russia.、Mm-hmm. So, with this, the sport could not be hurt, at least in the short term, by having all the major events in Japan. And I think that, you know, rather than having them all, I would think it would be fair to say now that that was sort of just a throwaway line、mm-hmm. based on the passion that Japanese fans have shown、mm-hmm. for the sport. But I think there should be at least one a year. And that would be either、uh, the Grand Prix final, the World Championships. And if you want to consider Four Continents major, I'm not sure I do. But, but、um, uh, one of, at least one of those three events should be in Japan every year. And maybe、uh, between those, the two biggest, I think the two biggest annual events in the sport are still the,、uh, the World Championships and the Grand Prix Final now. And I love the Grand Prix Final because it's, it's quick and it's only the best. And I, one of those two events should be in Japan every year. Yeah. I, and, I, and until, until something comes along to prove that that's no longer the case. So, do you think that the Japanese fans are going to be able to do that? この議論を SNS にも長くかけてみようと思っているんですが、日本のファンの素晴らしさをボストンの世界選手権でも、ヘルシンキの世界選手権でも、オリンピックでも見てきました。というか、見てきた世界選手権の多くでね。彼らはすべてのスケーターに拍手を送るんです。ユズやリカが勝つことを望むかそれはもちろん。何かの理由で海外選手に恋に落ちていない限りは、もし彼らが勝てば、もう狂気乱舞するでしょう。だけど彼らがアリーナで見せるスポーツマンシップのレベルは際立っています。もちろん、一つの国で行うことにリスクはあるでしょうね。今であれば、もっとロシアでも世界選手権が行われるべきでしょう。今やロシアでもこのスポーツが非常に人気ですから。だけど、ロシア国内で行われるアイスショーの数を見れば、日本に次ぐ2番目かもしれませんね。少なくとも、短い期間であれば、すべてのメジャー大会を日本で行っても、このスポーツが崩れることはないでしょう
まあ全てというのは言い過ぎかもしれないですが日本のファンの情熱がそう言わせるのですだから1年のうちで大きな大会の3つのうちの1つつまり世界選手権とグランプリファイナルと四大陸選手権四大陸選手権を3台に入れるかどうかは意見が分かれるところでしょうがとにかくこの3つのうちの1つもっと言えば毎年行われるイベントで最も大きい2つはやはり世界選手権とグランプリファイナルですがこの2つのうちの1つは日本で行われるべきですちなみに僕はグランプリファイナルが一番好きですね何せ本当のトップが集まる大会だし少人数で早いですからこの2つのどちらかをもうその限りではないと証明できる日まで日本で行うべきと考えます Yeah, one thing that is hard for me to understand is the,、uh, you know, like every year the Junior Grand Prix, you look at all these events that are held like in Europe and there's nobody there. I mean, there's like literally 100 people in the stands and it,、uh, it's a great mystery to me why the World Junior Championships have never been held in Japan and why Japan only gets a Junior Grand Prix like once every four years. I don't get it. So, this is it. それに一つ私が理解しがたいことが、ジュニアグランプリシリーズのほとんどがヨーロッパで開催されますよね。でも観客が非常に少ない。100人ぐらいだったりもするでしょそれが非常に私には謎なんです。なぜジュニア世界選手権は日本で開催されないのかグランプリシリーズも4年に一度くらいしか日本で開催されないのはなぜなのか Well, I mean, I've never asked the ISU that question.、Um... Uh, that's a very good I, mean, I wasn't even aware that the World Junior Championships have never been in Japan.、Yeah. That's stunning to me. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, and that why Japan doesn't have a Junior Grand Prix, I mean,、uh, again, those are questions that need to be asked. I would,、um, that, one is, that, that one should be easy. I mean, the World Junior Championships might be a little more complicated,、mm-hmm. but something should, they should be in Japan. I, mean, I guarantee you that if you took the World Junior Championships to Japan any time in the last three or four years or any time in the three or four years to come, It would be sold out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for certainly, sure. Uh, certainly, the men's and women's singles would be sold out. ISU にそのことを聞いたことはないですが、というか、日本でジュニア世界選手権が開かれたことがないとは知りませんでした。確かに驚きですね。ジュニアグランプリについても、これは聞かなければなりませんね。だけど、その答えは簡単かもしれない。ジュニア世界選手権はシニアより少し複雑ですが、それでも日本で行われるべきだ。もし3、4年の間にジュニア世界選手権が日本で行われるとしたら、チケットは間違いなく完売するでしょうね。少なくとも男女のシングルイベントは間違いなく完売ですよ。Yeah. Agreed, agreed. It's just,、um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a head scratcher when you think about the big picture and、uh, the popularity. You know, now is the show season here and、uh, I mean, everybody is coming to skate here like、uh, every month practically. Nathan is back and forth.、Uh, all, the, uh, all the top skaters, past and present, are here, and the fans are filling the arenas to see them. And,、uh, you know, it's just kind of heartbreaking to see these juniors go and skate in these events in Europe, and there's like 50 or 100 people in the stands in a 10,000 seat rink. ま、違いないでしょうね。もし大きく俯瞰してみると、今は小シーズンですが、世界中のスケーターたちが日本にすべりに来る。毎月毎月、特にネイさんなんかは行ったり来たりしていますよ。過去も現在も含めてトップスケ
Yeah, well, I mean, part, number one, they shouldn't be holding them in rinks that big. True. Number two, I mean, this is part of the the ISU in trying to develop the sport in beyond the five or six core countries uh, is trying to move some of these events around. I don't have a problem with that. It's a big money loser for them, I would imagine. Right. I would imagine that I don't know the whole finances of it. I would imagine that the host federation has to suck up a lot of that um, that expense. So, uh, and you know, you wouldn't have the same problem with Japan. Because it would do, they would be at least, you know, you couldn't charge world championship prices for junior world championships, right. but you'd still have pretty good ticket sales. Yep. Um, you, know, you don't want to become a one-nation sport, although, you know, you could argue that for years it was effectively a one-nation sport, with, until the, particularly until the, the Soviet Union came along with, with its pairs and, and then eventually its ice dance programs. But, you know, they didn't have any single skaters to speak of for, for years and years and years. So, um it was, you know, it was pretty much a United States-dominated sport, and all the ice shows were in the United States, and a lot of that had to do with Sonia Henney establishing herself in the United States after after the uh, her f- uh, fourth Olympics in, in 1936. Um, so these things are cyclical, but the the challenges now in trying to get figure skating back to a level where people pay any attention to it are tremendous. Um, you know, I guarantee you that. If you went and asked, the only figure skaters who came out of the, this is really curious when you think about it, the two figure skaters who came out of the 2018 Olympics in, with name recognition in the United States, who were they? Ryan,ガーさん。ああ、そんなに大きな会場では大きな利益を逃すことになるでしょう。ですがそれは日本でも同じかもしれませんね。ジュニア世界選手権ではシニアと同じチケット代というわけにはいきません。それでもチケットセールスは非常にいいでしょうけどもね。一つの国だけが強
I've often joked that it would be hard for one of the top U.S. women to break into the top ten at the Russian Championships. <laughs> um, and and I think that it would probably be hard for the current top U.S. woman to break into the top five at the Japanese Championships. You're probably so, right. I mean, when, you, when you had a Russian Championships last year where, where your Olympic gold medalist and silver medalist couldn't even finish in the top three, that's pretty unbelievable. ゼロですよ。アダムは強いスケーターだったし、未来もそうだったと思っています。だけど彼らはスケーターとしてというよりも、そのパーソナリティで人気を得ている。アダムは特にね。だけど長年の間、スケーターはその首にかけたメダルで
<laughs> I enjoyed working for NBCSports.com. I'm hopefully going to be doing that again next winter, covering figure skating. I enjoyed it tremendously. I still love being around the sport. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, one of my great strengths as a journalist was always deadlines. Um, though, if you if you told me if you told me I had to have a book done by uh, January 1st of next year and you were going to pay me enough money for it, I suppose I could get it done. But what, what I worked best under was under the pressure of needing to get something done immediately. And I haven't so far had the had the yeah the the desire or the willpower to sit down and take on a long term project. And right now, to be honest, um, I'm not sure. Uh, what kind of book in figure skating would attract enough attention yeah. to attract anything other than a self-publisher? Um, Good point. Um, you know the uh, you know the one book that uh, you know uh, even Michelle, who's a, uh, whom I know very well, and I'm I'm not sure that it, you know and and people still love Michelle. Um, you know, would you get any kind of audience other than hardcore figure skating fans? Probably not. でも今は自転車に乗って長いサイクリングに行き少しだけ働くということが楽しいんです NBC スポーツで働くのも楽しいので続いてほしいと思っています僕のジャーナリストとしての強みはいつも締め切りを守ることなんですだからもし僕に来年の1月1日までに本を書き上げるように言うならそれ相応のギャラーが必要なんですよそうすればきっとできるでしょうねだけど私が一番力を発揮できるのは何かを今すぐにしなければいけないという状況なんです。それに今のところ、机に座って長いプロジェクトに取り掛かるという情熱や意志があまりないんですよ。何よりも、どんな内容の本が選手自らの執筆よりも多くの興味を集められるかわからないんです。ミシェル・クアンもライバルになるわけですから。ご存知かどうかわからないが、ミシェルは今でもとても人気がある。じゃあ僕の本は誰に向けてハードコアのスケートファン。うん、きっと違うでしょうね。はい。それにこれまで長くスケートに貢献してくださってありがとうございます。本当に素晴らしいキャリアだ。またすぐにこのアイスタイムポッドキャストでお話できることを楽しみにしていますよ。Jack, I'm, I'm thrilled that,、um, that uh, your newspaper lets you,、uh, you know, you and your interest in the sport and Japan, Japan's rise have come together at just the right moment. And Japanese skating should consider itself fortunate to have someone like you to chronicle all this success. いやーとても楽しかったですよ。あなたの新聞記事も日本のファンの盛り上がりと一緒に上がってきた。日本のスケートにとってもあなたのような記者を持てたことは幸運だと思いますよ。Yes. I really appreciate that, 皆様本日も非常に長い内容となりましたが、えー、アイスタイムポッドキャストを聞いていただいて,いいて本当にありがとうございました。私たちは今、アクトナウというサイトでクラウドファンディングをさせていただいております。えー、現状ですと、えー、全てが持ち出し状態になっておりまして、正直私ももう無給で、えー、この翻訳と、えー、録音をと、あと編集もしている状態です。ですので、えー、なんとかこの活動を続けていくためにあの、ぜひ皆様のご協力をなんとかよろしくお願いいたします。ありがとうございます。で、あのリワードとしてですね、あの5000円以上、えー貢献してくださった方々に
選手ですとかあのインタビューをした方からの、えー、プレゼントというものもご用意しております今のところ、えー、と数名の方のサインですとか、えー、いろんなグッズなんかもですね、えー、多少ございますので、えー、ぜひとも、えー、ご協力いただけますと幸いですどうぞよろしくお願いいたしますあそれからですね、えー、このポッドキャストは今、えー、アイスタイムポッドキャストということで、えー、ジャックの紹介しているサイトから皆さん聞いていただいているかと思いますが今では、えー、Apple Podcast と Stitchers、Stitcher というところでも、えー、聞いていただけるようですのでそちらの方もよろしければ、えー、チェックしてみてくださいありがとうございます Thank you for listening the long long i c e t i m e podcast We are now、uh, doing the crowdfunding at the site named ActNow So, please support us if you can. And our podcast is now available on both Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please check that. Thank you.